The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 LPFM Lexington. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the hottest talk radio show in Lexington. In addition to listening on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or if you are out of the Lexington area, you can download the WLXU app on your smartphone device. It is Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, the unofficial end of summer. That's what they call the week after Labor Day. Amber Turner is in the studio with me, as she is always. Amber, how are you doing this wonderful, beautiful Thursday afternoon? I am doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, minus the technical difficulties that we are having today. You look a little frazzled, but you sound very calm. I am a little frazzled. Let me tell you something. I forget a lot of things. A lot of things. I mean, I'll, I know. sometimes I'll forget a flash drive. I know. I'll forget my headphones, but very rarely do I forget my computer. And today, that's what I did. And everything about the show, music for the show, topics for the show, it's on my computer. I know. So today is going to be a completely wing it. That's okay. We're good at that. Yeah, so usually I have, like, on the computer the topics just to kind of give me a guide. Today we don't have that. No. Actually, I'm looking at a blank piece of paper today. <laughs> like, it is completely blank, which is not my norm. So we have a replacement computer that's taking forever to load up. So, guys, if this is your first time tuning into Off the Cuff, what an episode that you picked <laughs> to listen to because this is going to be one of those shows. It's. Uh, I'm feeling good, though. I am. It's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I credit to me feeling good, Amber, to the long shower that I had just before coming to the studio. Okay. Yeah. Do you like to take showers? I love to take showers. I, I mean, showering is, I think, the greatest thing that you can do for in your day, well, Bes- I, besides having a cup of coffee. Well, I have a question. So, um, women, we have three different types of showers. We've got the quick shower, we got to go. We've got the, okay, I want to look nice shower. Then we've got the, okay, we're going to do some business yeah. shower. <laughs> do men have different showers? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sometimes there's a hit it and quit it. Okay. Where okay. you get in it, you hit the shower, and then you quit it. Okay. You're out and what, five? You just a wash, wash, wash? Well, it's about 10 still for me. Okay. And then you, you have your, your normal shower where you're just there. You have time to uh, elaborate and... <laughs> that was a very interesting course of work on all the things that you need to elaborate on in the shower. Okay, and and but but just the typical shower is what I had just uh, before the show started, and that's just where I get all my thinking done. I'll tell you this: we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for showers. I thought of the idea of off the cuff during my shower in the shower in my shower. I thought of the name off the cuff in the shower. I thought of the idea, the premise of the show. I still don't know what the premise of the show is <laughs> all these years later, but I, I started to come up with an idea in the shower. I feel like a shower is where you can think the most complex things and figure it out because you got to think there's not many places during your day that you are completely alone. Your car Maybe is one of them. Well, but you got to pay so close attention to everybody else. At least in the shower, I don't have to pay attention to anybody. Yeah. 
it's awesome to uh, to take a shower, and it's also nice to take a bath. I don't know. The likelihood that adults still take baths, I think it's it declines as we get older. We, I just don't have time. But, but it feels so good to actually sit down and take a bath. Well, but see, I always still feel dirty when I get out of the bathtub. So yeah. I'll, I'll spend an hour in the bathtub, you know, shaving my legs because, you know, you hate stubble. <laughs> and then I'll, you know, I'll sit there and I'll look and the water will be all murky. And then I'm like, oh, I need to shower. So I'll get out and then get into the shower. So it's like I'm double, <laughs> I'm double, double dipping in the water here. So I ain't got time for all that. Yeah. Taking baths, though, it's something that we do as kids, but when we grow older, we don't do them as much. People don't even sometimes put bathtubs in their house. They only I, have stand-up showers. I've thought about taking our tub out, so. For real? So you never yeah. had the urge to just lay in a hot bath? and No. You don't? No. <laughs> Literally, I use the side of my bathtub as like my makeup seat so yeah. I can sit down. And I'm pretty sure that I have every hair utensil I own in my bathtub because it's easy access. Just pull it out. It's right there. But as far as sitting my butt down in it, no. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off our first topic with something that I feel like people, a lot of people can relate to. Let me ask you, has this ever happened to you? Someone you like suddenly seems to stop liking you, and you can't figure out why. The experience of having someone remove themselves from your life, ending all contact or communication with you without any explanation, is called ghosting. Amber, have you ever been ghosted before in a relationship? I don't know that I have fully been ghosted ghosted i have ghosted it was very unintentional uh but i don't know that i have been fully ghosted yeah to where the person just completely cuts off communication yeah well ghosting i have been ghosting and ghosted is the worst thing i believe that can happen to a human being in a relationship when you think everything is going fine you have great communication the communication is flowing well you really feel like that you've met the one and yeah. sometimes and sometimes you even fantasize about a future with this person and then all of a sudden seriously all of a the sudden they stop talking to you out of nowhere and i can't think of a more cruel thing to do to someone well i guess okay let me ask you this question because i feel like as you know as a woman we are very more you know we're a lot more emotional than than men we can agree on that yeah. um how would you prefer us to tell you like hey we're actually not feeling it without there being any animosity because i feel like sometimes when we do tell men that we no longer want to be in the relationship anymore you guys will cut us down like i'm talking you'll you'll take physical characteristics of us and break us down like we're crazy how would you prefer us to go about telling you like thanks but no thanks i'm done just tell us don't leave us in the dark well, i you know you you say how do how do we break it to you i would rather someone punch me in the face spit in my face then just completely ignore me. Don't act like that I don't exist. Well, but sometimes we just don't want we don't want the the drama that comes with it. We just want to tell you, hey, we don't want to talk to you anymore, and then you leave us alone. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. For some reason, there are just some men in this world that just don't get it when a woman says, 
No, and I, I know that there are men. Then that's their problem. Then that's the guy's problem. If you tell us straight up, hey, I don't want to be with you, and then we continue to pester you and try to get you back, that's on us. Just at least throw it out there that you don't want to be with us. Don't leave us there with an idle mind wondering, what in the world happened? What did I do? What do I say? Because what we do when we get ghosted, and many of us who have been ghosted will say the same thing, we can't figure it out because it makes no sense. Because seriously, everything was going good, and then all of a sudden, you just stop talking. How does that even make sense to us? So give us some closure because we feel like that that's all we need. Just let us know it's over. And then once we know it's over, we can move on. Well, I mean, you could say the same for women. Like, you know, I don't feel like I would consider it ghosting. But there have definitely been times that, you know, I have had a man, things were, were vibing. Yeah. You're vibing with someone. And then all of a sudden, they'll stop communicating with you. There was a particular man that I dated. He would talk to me for days on end, hours on end. And then on a random Tuesday, he would stop. Yeah. And there would be two or three days of no communication. And see, what happens, it's not that we have to talk to you every day. We don't necessarily want to talk to you every day. But when you set that precedent and that tone that, hey, it's chill, we're talking all the time, and then you just stop for a few days. I have an article here. It says, it can happen days, weeks, and even months into a relationship and is so common that in one study, half of the men and women questioned said that they either they had either been ghosted or been ghosted. Interestingly, given the popular belief that guys do the most of the disappearing, we do most of the ghosting than the women do. And uh, in the study, more of the women admitted that they were the perpetrators of the behavior. They're the ones that are being ghosted. And it's interesting because here we are beating the odds <laughs> of this stat because I'm saying that I've been ghosted and you're saying that you have not been and not. you've done the ghosting. I've had Shame done the ghost- on you. <gasps> Don't even. Shame on you. I mean, that is, so, I can't think of a more cruel thing to do to a human being. It was being. just a very bad situation. It was just a very bad situation, and it would have been more detrimental for me to be like, hey, here's actually what's up. It was just easier for me to be like, okay, go on about your life, and I'll go on about my life. Because yeah. a lot of the time when people do consider themselves being ghosted, were you really that invested in the relationship to begin with, or is it just your pride's taking over? And now you feel like it was the best relationship you ever had and you got ghosted. Now this person is terrible. Well, I have some tips for those who might be going through this currently in this situation. You might be in this situation. The first thing you need to do is you need to acknowledge that it hurts. Just be real with yourself. Just put it out there. Hey, it happened and it hurts. It don't feel good at all. Let yourself hurt a little bit. Sometimes we don't let ourselves hurt. Let it hurt. Let it hurt. Number two, offer yourself some understanding and some sympathy. Number three, talk about it with somebody. The worst thing you can do is to keep it in. I'm a private person. I am. I don't talk about my personal life a lot. And it's funny because here I am on the radio. <laughs> talking about your personal life. Talking about my personal life. But I, those who know me No, I know, can agree. You're a very private person. They know that I'm a private person. So it's it's you kind of feel ashamed when you get ghosted, so you don't want to talk about it. But trust me. When I finally let my guard down and I started talking to people about things, and when I say people, I mean person about things, about when I got ghosted, it did make me feel a lot better because they might offer you some insight on what maybe they've been through it or what you can do. Yeah. It's just always nice to have another... Another person's point of view and opinion and... 
Just see, just see it from somebody else's perspective. Um, another one is take care of your mind and body. Make sure that you don't let yourself go. If anything, this should be a motivator because you're single again. So you need to start. You need to start making yourself look good. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get naked with somebody new. <laughs> that what what is that old expression? To get over somebody, you gotta get under them. Is that what they say? I think that's a terrible expression. <laughs> but isn't that what yes, they no, say? Yes, no, that is. That's exactly what they say. And finally, the fifth thing to do is to let it go. Move on. It happened. It is what it is. Yep. There, there's just sometimes people, they don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand how cruel it is. Amber! <clears throat> but <laughs> other than that... <laughs> Other than that, let it go. It is what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have lots more coming at you live right after these words. Stick with us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking with us. This is Adam Banks here on Off the Cuff. Amber is also in the studio with me. A lot of people on the show thread have a lot of interesting things to say about our topic for being ghosted. Okay. Very interesting. And, of course, that just went away. (laughs) Where did that go? Technical difficulties are ruling our world today. Yeah, we even got the producer here in the studio actually trying to get some things <laughs> get some things fixed. Um, but we roll with it. All right, Amber. It's the conversation a lot of people have been waiting for us to have. Okay. And the conversation is this. Can a, a guy and a girl be friends? Can a, can a guy and a girl have a platonic relationship? Okay, so... You told me that when we eventually had this conversation, I could have about 10 seconds to just say whatever I was thinking about. Sure. And recently, we have had some very, I'm going to say childish comments made towards our friendship and how close Adam and I have gotten over, you know, the last two years. And I just want to go ahead and say that, you know, Adam has been in my life for 24 years. So this is not just a random man that I picked up one night and we just decided we were going to be friends. Adam is someone I have never dated. We've never been in a physical relationship or anything like that. We've always just been friends. So when people approach me in a manner, you know, oh, does your husband get offended? No, because I feel like my husband loves Adam just as much as I do. So when people ask me, can men and women be friends? I say maybe, because I feel like the relationship that we have is kind of one of those one in a million things. I don't feel like a lot of people get to experience this. Um, There are definitely some guys, some other guys I'm friends with, but as far as saying, you know, this is my person, because you are my person. We've said this before, you are my soulmate. And, you know, there's a famous quote that comes from Sex in the City, and it says, maybe my friends are my soulmates, and the guys are just who we have fun with, instead of, you know, how people see it, where it's the opposite. Your friends are who you have fun with, and your guy's supposed to be your soulmate. But, you know, relationships are very fleeting. Any relationship is very fleeting. They can go away at any time. So if you find someone that you have forged a relationship with for multiple years, why would you not want that to be the one person that you go to? Now, am I saying that I go to Adam over my husband? No, absolutely not. But I am saying you are someone that I have been able to bring down the walls that I have built around myself. I can tell you the things that I don't feel comfortable saying to other people. And sometimes I might not even feel comfortable saying it to my husband. And it's great because guess what? 
you're the opposite gender. Yeah. I get to I get the inside on what it's actually like to know what a man's thinking. Yeah. What was that movie that Mel Gibson came out with? It was called What What, what a, Women Want. What Women Want. Well, guess what? You don't have to hear our thoughts because you can just ask me. Yeah. And the same thing. What What men want, I can ask you. Thank you very much for sharing that. And uh, I'm glad that you kind of clarified that. I, it's, it's a great topic. And I feel like that a lot of people have a problem when a guy and a girl is in a platonic relationship. Okay, so let's discuss this. Can guys and girls be friends? Seriously. Can they seriously be friends without any sexual things going on? So let's think. Okay, we know that sometimes when you see a lot of, when you see a guy and a girl being friends, what is it? Usually one is heterosexual and the other is homosexual. In this situation, you have two heterosexual people. We have two people who like the opposite sex, but here we are, the opposite sex, and people are saying that it's bad that we can't be friends. And it boggles my mind that people are that naive and that narrow-minded to think that two people who are the opposite gender, who is attracted to the opposite gender, don't want anything, can't have a relationship without wanting sex. No, and I find it... At the end of the day, like, you know, when these comments were made towards, you know, our relationship, it made me sad more than anything because I'm so sad that people don't get to experience the things that I get to experience. Ladies, I'm going to tell you what it's like having having a guy that's just your person. Number one, I can roll up and hang out with Adam in my sweatpants. It's the same as going and hanging out with my girlfriends. I can roll up and hang out in my sweatpants. I don't have to wear a bra. Not that big of a deal. We're not pillow fighting. (laughs) We're not pillow. I mean, have we pillow fought before? I can, I can 100% (laughs) say no, we have not. But you know, I get to, I get to go out. I get to hang out with my best friend and it's a man that I can trust who doesn't want anything from me other than honestly, just my time. And is that not what every woman wants? Yeah. It's just someone to want their time. I feel sorry for you folks who think that guys and girls can't be friends. I do, because you are missing out. Sometimes the very best of friends is the ones that are the opposite sex of you. And if you are that narrow-minded to think that there's always something going on between a guy and a girl just because they're friends, grow up. Grow up. Get a life. Go out into the real world. Go out into the real world. And I'm telling you, you're missing out. Hey, I feel bad for you, because it is ridiculous. I have had people come up to me before and like i made you remember the other day i forgot my computer yes <laughs> surprise yes. surprise and 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 i had to yeah. I, I fell at the nail salon uh, and had to rush i was rushing to get to him because my best friend needed me well i forgot my computer and i needed you to bring it yeah well i just mentioned to some people i was like hey my friend is bringing me my computer uh she's bringing me my computer they're like oh your friend huh i'm like really are we in eighth grade i mean i mean i might be beaver creek <laughs> elementary right now what's going on why are people saying oh your friend, friend. huh like yeah it's my friend uh-huh. i did not stutter it is my <laughs> friend and that's all she is but why is that why why the stigma why the stigma that people think that guys and girls can't be friends? Sean on the throw sh- on the show thread says the majority of my friends in Florida are honestly women. And Sean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, thank you, Sean, for for thank standing you. up and saying that. Yes, I appreciate that. Thank you. Because you know, I, I think that there are. I think it's you know situational. Like, can you be friends with an ex? What do you think? Can you be friends with an ex? 
Ooh, that's a good one. I'm not friends with any exes. I'll say that. Um, not to say that I'm not social media friends. I don't really like to look at their stuff. They still look at my stuff, which I don't really appreciate. <laughs> please stop looking at my stuff, ex-girlfriends. I don't know why you do, but please stop. I mean, if seriously, like I'll look at my Snapchat sometimes, and the first people that I see on my Snapchat are my ex-girlfriends. I'm like, stop it. You don't want to reply. If you, if you talk to me, then I, I have no problem with you... Sending, I have no problem with you looking at my snaps. But if you're going to look at my snaps and not talk to me ever... Like, what's the point? What's the point? What are you doing? Well, okay. Do you think that you can be friendly, like talk to an ex? Depends on how it ends. Okay. Depends on how it ends. So, again, we can agree, we can agree that men and women being friends are situational. It's, well... You ask you are you are asking me these questions about exes. That's different because there has been sex involved before. There true, has true, been true, intimacy true. involved before. True. So it's hard to be friends after that. But you and me, we can. And I think you're comfortable with me saying this. We've never had intimacy, physical intimacy with each other. No. Never. No. Never. So it's easy for us to be friends. I'm glad we said that like on the air because I feel like for the last 10 years I've defended myself <laughs> on that. I'm at the point that I'm going to just let people think whatever they want to think. So if you've got some crazy fantasy about Adam and I, um, roll with it. Send it to me. Let me know what it is. Bruce on the show thread says, an ex of mine is a very close friend even after she got married. That's interesting. And you know what's great about our friendship? You're also married. Yes. And your husband embraces our friendship. My husband not only embraces our friendship, but my husband loves you as his own friend. He seriously so does. It, it's, you know, we, uh, when we all three are together, it really does feel like it's, it, it's our family. We have a family when yeah. it's just, when it's us three, because we'll frequently do things, all three of us. We sure do. And he's the third wheel. He is. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel bad for him. <laughs> He's listening right now. He is. Sorry, babe. Smiling from ear to ear. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got to take our next commercial break. Stick with us. We got lots more to talk about right here on Off the Cuff. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP, but it's not Cincinnati WKRP, it's Lexington, Kentucky. It's Lexington WLXU. Adam Banks here with you, but did you ever watch that show WKRP in Cincinnati? I didn't, but I'm going to have to. You are. Because you refer to this show a lot well, in our a, lives. It's a show about the city of Cincinnati, and it's a radio station. It's a poorly rated radio station, and it's a comedy show, and it just talks about the lives of people that work at the radio station. Okay. So since we are now in radio, uh, it's a show definitely worth paying attention to and plus it's in cincinnati one of my favorite cities of all time speaking of cincinnati do you ever go up to king's island amber i do king's island has a brand new roller coaster folks it's called the orion it will be the largest and longest steel roller coaster at king's island it was announced just a few weeks ago that king's island is uh just now going to be releasing this they announced that they're going to release it the fall or the summer I'm sorry, the spring of 2020. Okay. It will be the largest and longest steel roller coaster at Kings Island. Its cost is comparable to what it took to build the entire park in 1972. Wow. The budget, 
$30 million. For one roller coaster? Yes. The general manager, Mike Kuntz, he said, I expect to see a lot of people coming from all over the world to ride. So the roller coaster will plunge riders down an exhilarating 300-foot drop before sending them on a high-speed journey over seven airtime hills at speeds of up to 91 miles per hour, racing along 5,321 feet of track. It will only, it will be only, it will be one of only seven Gia coasters in the world, having a height of or drop of 300 to 400 feet. The ride will be the 17th fastest roller coaster in North America. Wow. That I cannot wait to ride. I'm a big roller coaster person. And I'll tell you this, the older I get, the more I become scared of things, heights being one of them. But roller coasters, I have yet to attract a fear to them. Do you remember the last time we rode a roller coaster together? Oh, it's been years. But do you remember what happened the last time we rode a roller coaster together? Your, your seatbelt didn't click all the way, did yes, it? Yes. My seatbelt did not click. <laughs> I, we were on, uh, were we on the Diamondback? Yeah. So we had ridden it like two or three times. Yes. And, you know, it comes down over your shoulders. No, the Diamondback don't, does it? The Diamondback, it's not one of those that come down over your shoulders is what's so scary. You're only held in by your lap. Yeah, like some something did not, it didn't snap properly. And and I realized it when we were making that up trek. You yeah. know, when you're hearing the click, 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 click as you're going up. Ugh. And, you know, I'm sitting here and I was like, okay, I'm with Adam. He's not going to help me. <laughs> He's not going to help I me. I would, though. You wouldn't have. You would have been, you would have, you would have been too into the ride. So I was like, okay, I, I'm going to have to go this on my own. And I remember that as soon as we stopped, I told you, I was like, dude, my seatbelt's not clicked. You got mad at me. You're like, yes, it is. And then I pulled it up, and you freaked out. So I don't think I'm going to ride this. As we're, like, going up, I'm freaking out. You're like, yeah, my seatbelt's not on. No, it's uh, – do you remember a couple months well, – it was probably a year ago now that there was a roller coaster. I don't know what – the delirium, I believe, is what it was, and how it spins you around, and it came off. Yeah, It came off of the – the screws just came loose, and everybody on that ride plummeted to the ground. Oh, jeez. And they settled out of court uh, for that for a disclosed amount. I don't know how much they got. I mean, they deserved a lot. A I mean, lot because it's not their fault. I mean, yeah, we get on expecting to be entertained, um, and we know that anything can happen, but we're really not going on to this. Like, to, but when you say anything can happen, like, you really don't think, like, okay, I'm going to die. Like, no. death is not part of that anything can happen. Maybe lose your phone down at the net, lose your money. But your your life, like, get thrown off the roller coaster? No. And that movie Final Destination 3, where all of those, uh, where all of the cast dies in a roller coaster at the beginning of the movie, that doesn't help uh, businesses like Kings Island? No. It's still fun to go. Oh my gosh, I can't think of a, it's probably one of the funnest things to do is to ride a roller coaster. And I love the Beast, which is at Kings Island, and I believe that's one of the longest durations of a roller coaster, of a wooden roller coaster. I think of a wooden roller coaster, yeah. Because it's like two minutes, and that's, two minutes on a roller coaster is a long time. It's like 20 minutes in normal time. Yeah, it's usually like like a quick shower. It's a hit it and quit it. Exactly. On a roller coaster. But... The Orion is going to be, since it's the biggest, you got to have some curiosity to get on it. I, I, I think I'll let you go first. Make sure your seatbelt fastens. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, roll down them windows on this beautiful day because it is now time for Off the Cuffs Song of the Week. So we'll be back 
after the song. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to Off the Cuff. That was Molly Hatchet with Flirting with Disaster. Every time I hear that song, it reminds me of NASCAR 98 on PlayStation 2. Okay. <laughs> I used to listen, or I used to play that game like it was going out of style, and that soundtrack was the soundtrack of the game. So was it just you get in the car and race around the track? Yeah. Those were the best games. It was, but it was more to it than just racing around the track. I mean, it was, you had to stop at your pit stops and you, you, it's a strategy. You're racing. And it was back when NASCAR was at its peak. I'm talking Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, just to name a few. That's when NASCAR was NASCAR. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. NASCAR died when Dale Earnhardt did. I agree. NASCAR died. I agree. And it was always, and it sounds real morbid, but it was always really cool when there was an accident that happened on the track. Oh, yeah. You didn't want nobody to get hurt. No, but, I mean, it's the same, you know, with wrestling. You know, you always wanted to see the real bloody matches. Yeah. But you didn't want nobody to get hurt. Exactly. But you got to pay to play. It was. Speaking of... Car accidents. Kevin Hart. Have you heard about this? I did. Kevin Hart was in a uh, Kevin Hart was in a car accident. The incident took place at 12:45 a.m. on September the first, on a notoriously dangerous route leading into Malibu, California. The 40-year-old comedian was seated on the front passenger side of his 1970 Plymouth Barracuda when it veered off. The Maholland Highway went through a fence and landed in a ditch, according to a collision report obtained by E! News. 28-year-old Jared Black was driving both Hart and another passenger, 31-year-old Rebecca Brockstroman, at the time of the accident. Brockstroman is Jared Black's reported fiancé and personal trainer to Hart's wife, Enikio Hart. So they said that Hart was ultimately hospitalized. And he had to go. He had to undergo back surgery. Said that he had uh, some spine fractures to his spine, but is expected to make a full recovery. Scary stuff. It just shows that nobody is bulletproof. I will say, I think it was very sweet. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah. took time, like I think, away from a project he's got going on right now to come back to be with Kevin Hart. And you also hear, did you hear what The Rock did for him? No. So Kevin Hart was supposed to be on the new Kelly Clarkson show. Okay. And so Kelly Clarkson has a show now. <laughs> and The Rock... Or, or Kevin Hart was supposed to be her first guest. Well, he couldn't do it because he was in a car accident. So in place of Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson said, I'll do it. So, she, I mean, Kelly actually got a better celebrity. She, to come got, a, she got a better deal out of that. Yeah, she did. I mean, because, I mean, who would not rather see The Rock? He's an amazing human being. The Rock is. But Kevin Hart, I'm glad he's okay. Glad he's making it. Uh, Godspeed. Hope to a speedy recovery. Hope yep. you have a fast recovery. Personally, I don't. I'm not a fan of Kevin Hart's work. I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but I just think the poor old guy tries so hard. I really liked him a lot when he was starting out because he was hustling, trying to get famous and trying to really be liked by everybody. But now yeah. that he is liked and he is famous, he he now he just it's all over him. You can tell it that he thinks he's funny. Yeah. Well. It- I guess in his mind, he knows he's funny because he gets paid, you know, multi-million dollars a year to be funny. Yeah, it's not funny when you go on The Tonight Show, Kevin, and they bring out snakes and you get scared of them. I can do that, too. I mean, on Midday Kentucky, if they brought out a snake, Amber, and 
you talk about probably you would actually have comedy. terror in your eyes. It would, and Kentucky would love it because they would see genuine, real fear. If they saw, if I saw a snake and they told me, I would not hold it. I love when I just holler snake and you, you start jumping. Because <laughs> guys, he does, he'll start jumping. Yeah, if you say snake, you want to see me jump out of my skin and yell snake. <laughs> and why is it that when people find out that you're scared of snakes, they like to play pranks on you and put little rubber snakes? I've never done that. You've looked at me right in the eyes like I've done well, that. Well, I'm looking at you in the eyes because like, you're my co-host. <laughs> Who else am I going to look in the eyes and say that to? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think that people, I know that I can just speak from personal experience. I do it because I know that it's a weakness that you have. And to me, I don't know any other weaknesses that you do have. So I do like to just mess with you a little bit and be like, snake. Because, you know, it takes you out of that element. It's not cool. Sorry. I'll, I'll work on it. I had a friend throw a snake on me in high school. Wow. It was a little baby snake. That's wrong to do to people, folks. I mean, because these fears are real. Oh, like when and people, that poor little baby snake. And when people, when people say, "Stop it!" When people <laughs> say, "Oh, what is that noise? Do you hear that noise? Hear, it sounded like that was coming through my headphones." I know. Oh no, it's just the the loud bystanders. All right. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Actually, our last commercial break of the show because okay. our last segment is coming up. Right after this, so stick with us. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in the studio with me. As you can tell, we have the computer back in the studio because there's awesome music like G6 <laughs> playing in the background. Great song. I say this song is 2008, oh. 9. Really? I was thinking it was more 2011-ish. I don't know. 2008 to 2012 are all the same year to me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, it is football time in the bluegrass. And Kentucky played their first game last week against Toledo last Saturday. So for the third straight season, Kentucky is 1-0 following their regular season opener. This time the Cats overcome a slow start to beat Toledo 38-24. It was a game that saw Kentucky trail 14-7 before going on a 31-3 run to to take command and never look back. So Kentucky won their first opener. It's really nice, and there's a lot of pressure off of our shoulders when we make it past that first game. Because here's the thing about college football. There's no exhibition games. So the first time that they're playing another team is the first game of the season. Oh, wow. Unlike basketball, they have uh, exhibition games. The NFL, they have the preseason. College football, they don't have that. The only game that they're playing before the regular season is against each other in the blue and white game. It's and a, I don't it's feel a little like scrimmage. That's, I don't feel like that's really like playing because you, you, you see these people practice day in and day out, so you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, you know them, but, you know. Exactly. And you got to thank the pressure that these – think of the freshmen that have never done this before, never been on live television – which is which is a beast in itself, let me just say, from personal experience. <laughs> but being on live television is hard. And when you're playing a football game yep. and 
people take football so serious, I can't even begin to tell you because, and I'll give you one guess of why they take it serious. And it's not fanhood. Why do they take, why do people take football so serious in this country? I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it is the best distraction that we have. I mean, it is something that everybody can do. It is a tradition is the, probably the big thing I feel. Great. Guesses, but no, it's money. Betting, people like to bet. Uh, if there was no sports gambling, there would be no football. There would be no basketball. There'd be no baseball. It, it, it would exist, but it wouldn't be popular. Not like it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. The majority of people are betting on these games. And if you are someone who wants to bet on the games, I have some info for you. For the Kentucky and Eastern Michigan game, which is the next game that they're playing next Friday... Or, I'm sorry, next Saturday. The point spread is minus 15 Kentucky, plus 15 Eastern Michigan. And if you like to do what I do and go with the over-under, the over-under is 52.5. So you can either go under that or over that for the combined amount of points. But, yeah, they play Eastern Michigan, who is up next, who, like Toledo, is from the MAC. The Eagles went 7-6 and six last year and even won at Purdue, and they also beat Toledo at home. Needless to say, there isn't a program. This isn't a program to sleep on. So Mark Stoops will need to have his cats focused to score win number two. So he went out there. He successfully defeated Toledo with that first game. Got that pressure taken care of. Got it off of us. And now he's going back to play Eastern Michigan uh, for a second game at Commonwealth. Well, excuse me, Kroger Field. Kroger Field. Let me get it right. I'll be at that game. I'm excited. I won't be at that game. You won't be. No. I'll be. I'm going to hold out for my Tennessee game. Is that the game that you bought? Yeah. The Florida game sold out already. Yeah. And the Tennessee game is going to be trailing. Here's the thing about Tennessee. It's either sold out. It's sold out when we're doing good, but there will be plenty of tickets available if we're not doing good. Exactly. And usually by the Tennessee game, since it's in November, the fan base is either there with us or they're not with us. Yep. And that's that's how it goes. Well, I mean, I'm just hoping that the 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 football game against Tennessee will be just as hype as the basketball game against Tennessee, because that was probably one of the best events I'd ever been to. It was. The Eastern Michigan game is next Saturday at 7.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. I love night games a lot better than the day games. And good for UK for scheduling a night game with a team like Eastern Michigan, because it's hard to get people out at 12.30 during the day to yeah. go watch a team like this. You could get people out to watch Tennessee and Florida and Alabama, teams like that in the SEC, but getting people up out of the bed and sit, seated in their seats by 12.30 to watch Eastern Michigan. <sighs> oh, I don't think so. That's tough. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, it is that time to close up shop here on this episode of Off the Cuff. Amber, it's always a pleasure to have you here as always. You can follow the show on social media at on Facebook at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow me on Twitter at AdamBanks88. Follow me on Instagram at AdamBanks818. You can follow Amber on Snapchat and Instagram at Ambu. Four four seven. If you don't have the WLXU app yet, make sure that you download that for your smartphone device. You can listen to us anywhere in the entire country. So if you're in Vegas, if you are in Florida, if you are in Montana, if Spokane, you, Washington, if you are in Ecuador, South America, you can listen to us anywhere in the entire world. The app is available just for that. 
Anything you want to say, Amber? Um, I, I think you've covered it. I, as I do, as, as always. I know, you're so efficient. Efficiency. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner, and I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll see you next Thursday from 4 to 5. Have a great week.